This week on Don't At Me, we'll be talking about producing while black and female. Let's get into it right after the theme song. We've talked to artists in front of the camera and behind the camera. We've talked to lots of people of color. You know them. You love them. I do, too. However, we always talk about, but we got to get more folks in the support systems. We got to get more folks, like, at the executive level and the producer level. Well, guess what, guys? We've been getting them. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of us look at me like, boy, you need to hurry up and introduce. There's no video to this, so I'm glad you're narrating my expression. Please imagine the shade on my next guest's face. A lot of mayo, (laughs) who is a dear friend of mine uh, and uh, head of production for Michael B. Jordan's company, Outlier Society. You guys are putting together an adaptation of Ray Bradbury's famous novel, Fahrenheit 451, which starred Michael B. and Michael Shannon for HBO. They're working on a coming-of-age sci-fi show called Raising Dion and a project with Moonlight writer Terrell McCraney. Welcome to the show, yes. Alana. Thanks, Justin. And Miss Cameron Washington. <laughs> Started out as a casting director at Fox before she left to become a manager and is now an independent producer, all her own. We also are fellow Buddhists. Yes, so. we are. Namyo Horenge Kyo to you. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank How's you. How's it going? Justin. I'm so happy it's going to be well. You guys are unicorns because it's true. No, it's true. Like, I, listen, I love the producers and executives I've worked with. However, <laughs> a few, very few of them look like you. And, you know, you both are young, beautiful black women out here in the world. Oh my God. Doing <laughs> real. Can what? you can you just be at my house every yeah, day? Just, 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 can I, I wait you know to you? I can, all you have to do is type in KCRW's <laughs> Don't At Me and put that shit on repeat, Fair honey, enough. and I will be there for you both. <laughs> um, <laughs> talk to me about it. Talk to me about just walking through the world as you because I feel wow. like you walk into a meeting, you got to get that little momentary like, who's... Who's the one in charge? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. her. Okay. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Talk sure. about that. I think the I think the young part of it is actually uh the the part that I find myself having to contend with mm. more often than mm. not. It's really interesting to, you know, to go into rooms with people that, you know, that not only are older, which isn't even that big of a deal, but that are just unaccustomed to seeing mm young people in positions of authority. Um, uh, the whole executive thing is is really weird because I think even the title carries a connotation mm. of like a certain image and it's usually like middle-aged and it's also usually white and male, mm. but it's, but I always find, you know, I get the like, oh, sweetie, how you doing? Or let me teach you how to do your job or surely you must not know what this right. thing is. So it's, it's, it's interesting, but I think, I think it's, it's cool now to be in a place where I personally think that, that youth is, um, is a huge asset in this industry. Um, Do you think, feel like people try to get one over on you, though? Yeah, ever? all the time. Really? All the time. I was on set recently, and we were shooting, actually, at Morehouse College. Uh-huh. And 10 people on the production, who, by the way, like it was not my first day being on set, were like, are you a student because you can't walk through this building? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, guys, <laughs> like, stop. Are you part You're of a group like, that stop. I can restrict That's access to? Because That's I right. really feel like exercising that That's right, right now. That's right. I'm like, I, I, I work here, you know, as <laughs> Well, right. So yes, and then yes, all the time. Like I'm, but I, you know, I actually, I actually enjoy that part because there's a part of me that really enjoys like teaching people lessons the hard way. That's right. So okay. I will, I will so... like let that go for like 
10 minutes. That's right. And be well, like, oh, you have no idea. What do I, I have to be taught? I mean, um, I mean, I, I just got a flash of a law that was like, I don't want to ever mistake her right. for a student. <laughs> Trying to and get like, through the library ever. Okay. Allah was like, because you're gonna, your head's going to roll. <laughs> That's correct. Okay? That's correct. <laughs> I live for those moments. But I think it's about, you know, lineage too. I, I come from a line of mm-hmm. storytellers and mm-hmm. activists, right? Yeah. My I remember when my mom said we couldn't have numero uno pizza because they wouldn't deliver to our neighborhood. Wow. Right. In a fluent neighborhood in LA. She wrote a letter. Mm-hmm. And I I learned very you know, young that to be fully expressed and be black Mm. comes with its consequences, right? right? And comes with sort of a myriad of obstacles, both joyous, but also sort of either taken aback a bit. Mm. And I think to typify my journey right now, I mean, Michelle Obama says it perfectly, becoming. First of all, this is, I can already tell this is going to be a session. (laughs) We have referenced... Michelle Obama in the first five minutes. Um, that's a good omen. Go ahead. You know, so like I think that I think, you know, more often than not, I over email. I am a you know white young blonde mm-hmm. male, mm-hmm. Cameron Washington. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll show up and I'll say, "Hey, I'm." I've met him. Hundred yeah. percent. So, I do and, not care for him. Right. Like that the white blonde camera watch know, would cut me off in traffic. I didn't right. know that. And I, I said, "Damn you!" <laughs> None of this happened. Go ahead. I mean, like, I just it it it's funny just rolling into a coffee shop mm-hmm. or a meeting and mm-hmm. somebody sort of making all these series yeah. of assumptions about yeah. you, and in a moment yeah. realizing that they didn't know what they bought That's or right. they yeah. didn't know right. right? So I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, bridged into producing, working with friends, Mm -hmm. working with people that from the moment they met me knew, wow, Cameron is versatile. And I was almost allowed to occupy not just different quadrants, but just different spaces. Mm -hmm. And I didn't need permission. Yeah, if that makes sense. Well, I, I think that that's really powerful because, you know, not only do you have to move in these spaces that you, people that look like you traditionally don't move in, but I imagine that there's also got to be a pressure to over-deliver mm. time and time again. Mm. I mean, that mm. I, feel, I feel, I'm not in yeah. those spaces that you, specifically you guys are talking about, but I feel that. Um, yeah. How does that come to, at you? Like, how do you, is that a pressure mm. you put on yourself? You know what's interesting? It's strange to me that people wouldn't want to hire someone who's some sort of visible minority, right? Mm. Because if you are, we'll just talk about Hollywood specifically, but this applies to, you know, numerous spaces. If you are somebody who is a young, black, queer woman of color or any mixture of, of anything that's that's atypical for the space that you're occupying or the industry mm-hmm. you're in. You have for sure busted your ass, yeah. worked so hard and also been so tenacious and survived so many like microaggressions to like flat out, you know, offenses that to most people would be unforgivable. And so it's I don't I don't it's not that I feel a pressure to, you know, to overperform or to not disappoint. I wouldn't even be where I am if I wasn't always overperforming yeah. and not disappointing. You know, yeah. like it's not like we have the luxury of, you know, not showing up, not, you know, not not impressing from day one. That's how we got here. And so, frankly, like if I were, you know, when I am a hiring manager, I look for those people that didn't have, you know, a, a 
easy mm-hmm. way in, you right. know, because I know how how passionate and dedicated and hardworking you have to be to get here if you didn't. Now, both of you started in the studio level. Mm-hmm. We were all three of us, I can say <laughs> this confidently, yeah. wore that little brown face That's right. That's right. behind that sort of brown desk. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it was a maple. You know, mm. I don't even have to ask, like, why did mm. you leave? Because I get it. Um, mm. You, you, I think in this industry, you're always, whether no matter what you do, mm. you're always trying to figure out how to do it in the system mm. or slightly mm. outside mm. the system. Sure. We all have to yeah. orbit the system. That's right. That's, That's right. right. But whether or not you can, you feel like your spirit wants to be in Inside or outside, I do feel like it's a personal yes, thing. Sure. What What's the difference now on the outside? Mm. Like, what are the things that you have taken with you? What are the things that mm. you have left behind? Sure. <laughs> um, I think what's I th- it was such a gratifying experience being within the system and and unearthing and sort of championing, mm-hmm. you know, artists of color mm-hmm. the way that that Alana and I did. And I think leaving was just a more expansive state yeah. of life. Mm. You know, I was, it was no longer identifying with sort of a bigger, greater conglomerate, Mm -hmm. but it was actually, what is Cameron Washington? What is the business of Cameron Washington? And what is Cameron actually like? You know, I think... um, Was that scary? Very. And for Mm -hmm. how long? Wow. I would say... Is it still scary? It's still scary. scary. Mm -hmm. How long has it been? How many years has it been? It's been three years now. Mm. I, just, I want people. I just want. I wanted to hear you say. I yeah. honestly, I was. I was not leading you, but yeah. as we were, I was like, I don't think people recognize how long. That's right. You're supposed to be afraid. That's right. Yeah. No, I, totally. think, I think it's like you know, it's like an empowering can, experience to. Yeah. I think to feel fear and to then say I'm going to transform it mm. is the experience. I yeah. think the like. I think people stay in spaces like mm-hmm. that or. Be, for the very reason that fear is paralyzing. Yeah. You know, yeah. you either say fear is debilitating yeah. and you allow it to sort of like just blanket you and cradle you every yeah. night and every morning, or you say, wow, this is like the ammunition I right. need. So, Alana, how long have you been out of the the Death Star? Not, the well, de- not, not that Paramount <laughs> specifically is the Death Star, but all the no. studios together. Yes, we'll fair, say, that's right. fair enough. Compromise. It's been, well, it's interesting because I left, I left Paramount in, tw- well, let's see, I left Paramount at the beginning of last year, like the okay. spring of last year. And and I just want to say something though also that Cameron said that I really appreciate, and this is why Cameron's so amazing because she can see both sides of the coin, is that it was a really rewarding experience for me to work inside of a studio. And I, I learned so 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 much and I had incredible mentors and I actually got to make movies that I really personally cared about and was passionate about it was very very challenging being inside of that system and and I chose to leave like very very willingly um because it wasn't the right fit for me anymore but I think it's also important to recognize that you can be in a space in a situation that is personally challenging and still grow within that in really incredible ways and I I, you know people always are like oh my god you worked at this place during this really crazy time no wonder you left and I'm like no actually like Mm -hmm. I had a really in most ways or in a lot of ways rather like charmed and very good experience there but that's all to say I left last year in I think it was March or February or something, but I left to go do something that I thought was going to be outside of the system and startup and entrepreneurial. And it ended up also being a really corporate 
you know, like like a very corporate, probably even more so than my last job experience uh, running programming for this company, Vimeo. So I would say it's only really been this year since I started working with Michael that I feel myself like mm-hmm. outside of the system, mm-hmm. you okay. know, okay. like, you know it when you are like, you know, like you don't have anyone to like refill the paper towels in the office. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's by the way, really, I missed that part of the system. Or knowing the call when the Wi-Fi goes down. That's right. The like, that's right. We, we did, I, miss, I do miss the amenities. It's like the, the Wi-Fi is down. Who's going to yeah, do something about right. it? Oh, I'm, me. I'm the person. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm the person yeah, that does all of those things. Wait, so um, do you feel, are you, do you, I mean, do you feel any fear about the space that you're in now as compared to, uh, you know? Yeah, I mean. The warm glow of the Death Star? (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. I mean, I went from a space of like, I really want to be intentional about the next thing that I do. Like, Mm. I've had some really challenging experiences and and the one thing that I felt so deeply in my spirit last year was that my, like, values and who I am as a person is not aligned with the place that I go and spend the majority of my time every day for Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. So I was like I spent six months I took six months off I mean I was you know like I lost my job. I was laid off. But uh, but I, I took... This is, this is not Paramount. This, this is from is Vimeo. Vimeo, okay. Yeah. And so I uh, we were starting this thing that then our investor decided that he didn't want to finance. And so um, so I, I had... I was unemployed, not mm-hmm. not by choice, for a while. And I'm very grateful that I was so burnt out from my previous two jobs. Because you were living your best life. I was. I was. Right? Just spoiler alert. That's right. Spoiler alert. When, when a lot of left Vimeo. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like, it was, girl, are you oh in Bali? Like, what right. is happening? <laughs> like, it was like, it was like a tropical vacation That's ad right. every time I went on the Insta. I got to tell you, I wish for everybody to <laughs> One day have a long severance. Girl. It was a beautiful right. experience. Nice. It was. It really was. Like <laughs> I'm wishing that for you, Justin. <laughs> oh, I, I do need a nap. <laughs> uh, I know. Okay, so let's shift to this because mm-hmm. both of you are obviously passionate about this industry. Mm-hmm. Both of you see a place for yourself in this industry, and I feel like it is very difficult to. Is first of all, period. It's difficult mm-hmm. to create content and to bring projects to bear. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one of the things that drives me is that there's a lot that's missing. Mm. There's a lot that's not there. Sorry, sure. Some a, a good portion of my motivation comes from the fact that like, uh, wouldn't it be great if right. blank and blank was yes. a part yeah. of the culture yes. or that's if right. this kind of story was one that was, you know, part of popular culture. So mm. what do y'all see is missing? What's missing? Wow. What are the kids messing up on? Both I, of I you mean, are, are tough like, critics. Well, I'd don't, like to it's see. It's called Don't At Me. That's right. So don't okay, hold back. Right. Don't be all cute and, you know, well, no, I, everyone's trying their best. No. no. What are they, they getting are, wrong? That's right. Black they, women of they tomorrow. Are trying, you go first. They are, <laughs> they are trying their best. Uh-huh. However, I would, but I'd like to see, like, contemporary coming of age yeah. for women of color yeah, and absolutely. young men of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Just, absolutely. And a contemporary story. Yeah. Sure. Very absolutely. simple. Beginning, right. middle, and end. You're yes. talking like a call me by your name. Hundred, no, I'm I mean, obviously we had Moonlight that year, but you know, we were like talking a lady about... Bur- I mean, just like, like a yeah. Uh, very, yeah, yeah. Just like, just like mi- dealing with teens. That's right. It doesn't even teenness. need, like yeah. low concept. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I had a, it was a very dark day and I needed a romantic movie mm-hmm. where I was seeing people that were, that looked like me. Yeah. In love, yeah, right. And I went to Netflix, you know, and I said, "Okay, I have love and basketball. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, 
what like else? Hundred <laughs> straight to video. I mean, like, I mean, like, I, like yeah. dear I, white people. That I, you I, I mean, obviously, well. dear white people. Obviously, um, but you, like, but what else? You know, I mean, yeah. I I yeah. sort of was faced with like five or six movies mm-hmm. that I'd sort mm-hmm. of watched. Mm-hmm. On repeat. There's mm-hmm. like a genre that I feel like its heyday was like the 90s or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Onward where like people had an appetite to just see like white people yes. just muddle through life. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah that's well what that was like talk- the whole entire independent yeah. film yes. market for like 20 years. For 20 yeah. years, yeah. yeah. That's right. So that's what you're talking yeah. about. It's like it's not a Jim Crow story. That's right. Yeah, it's just not like, a, yeah. yeah. Like very, like because I, I, I'd like to think that I have, I mean just like as Alana yeah. has said, I, I had a unique life, Mm -hmm. you know, growing Mm -hmm. up here and having parents that said, you're going to be worldly Mm -hmm. and here's this thesaurus. Mm -hmm. You know, my mother works in philanthropy, but she was definitely a writer in Mm -hmm. another life. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad played the saxophone and was a filmmaker and had a production company at one point, but had a corporate job for most of his life. But, you know, I went to Marlboro, Mm. a prestigious, you know, Mm -hmm. private school. Oh, right. Like Mm -hmm. private school. I mean, like I went to, I went to (laughs) Cornell. I went to all these, like, and that was off the backs Mm. and the effort and the sweat Mm -hmm. of not just my parents, but my grandparents and uncles and people, you know, I was an, I was an athlete. I was recruited Mm. to run track and, that came with, hey, Cameron, let's run, let's do club soccer. My mom wanted me to do equestrian. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was given sort of every privilege possible. Yeah. And I know that yeah. that's not, that's a unique experience. Yeah. I, I, the things that I liked was, was not typical yeah. of, I think, you know, people of color my age. Absolutely. And I sort of found myself in these spaces of feeling like, well, where am I? Yeah. And where yeah. and I don't really see myself and you know and finding people sort of islands mm-hmm. over the course of mm-hmm. my life where I'd where I'd find refuge right yeah. so you two are both unicorns mm-hmm. and the fact that I found you you know I I think there's lots of people that don't find tribe absolutely in yeah. this lifetime absolutely. Yeah. and they don't find unique you know the uniqueness that they seek mm. in yeah. the in yeah. expressed yeah. sort of viscerally in their community yeah. absolutely. they're sort of the only one and absolutely. so I, I I treasure both of you mm-hmm. in so many ways because it makes me feel less um, you know, more of a mission to be authentically That's myself. Right. That's right. But also that I exist. Mm-hmm. And so the things that I've seen and the things that I want to do and move toward matter. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's beautiful. Here, Listen. Listen. Ooh. I don't know what I, I, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know, know either. I, I, think, I think I'm done. <laughs> Go? Yeah, like I'm Should good. So up? listen, <laughs> this one, I want to thank my guests. No, um, <laughs> no, but that's. I mean, yeah. I think I think that's right. I think we're all trying to do that. I mean, I think I think we're. Uh, for me, what's really powerful is, and I, you know, I gave this. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds like a soundbite, but this idea that if you don't see yourself in the Amen. culture, you have to put yourself okay. there because sure. the truth is, is like the more opportunities I get to see myself yeah. and people who look like me, don't look like me, from the same experiences, not from, the more human I feel. And I I think that, like, there are lots of black women who don't even know they can be you. Absolutely. Or maybe don't want to. Mm -hmm. Which is okay. But can see some aspect of their experience reflected in you that they otherwise wouldn't get to. Well, I think, like, the fullness, both both in front of the camera and, like, just in our industry, the, the fullness of, like, a black American person has not even been, like, we haven't even 
begun to scratch the surface, you know. So so I think in recent years, first of all, it's not a soundbite. I remember that quote from your speech, and I quote it all the time. Um, but, you know, like that idea of, of voices that we haven't seen before mm. making and creating or being visible, you know, this is like a new thing, yeah. you know. And we've had incredible people you know, come before us who I'm sure we all admire and we all were able to look up to and we were all able to point to. Mm. But it's been, it's been like, it's been slow going yes. for our experience. Sure. And I think it's really exciting now that, that, you know, people are kind of just like, whatever, we're, they're following, you know, your yeah. advice. We're just going to, we're just going to put ourselves out there and whether it's on the internet, whether it's through our social media, whether it's, you know, in, in making and creating things that are really indicative and reflective, you know, of, of, our personal experience in in film, TV, novels, poetry, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I think it's a really exciting time in terms of how the the spectrum of stories is widening, and also how you're seeing. And this is what I mean about like being young, being an asset. How you're seeing like we're like second, third generation Hollywood people, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think one of the things that we've evolved past is this like crabs in a barrel there can just be one of us and so you know let's not support each other in our art and instead that's being replaced by we recognize the power of working together because Mm -hmm. if if somebody wants to be in business with you and somebody wants to be in business with michael you and michael working together means like I'm packaging a movie here, but right. anyway. For for instance, um, I have a script yes, right an here. I can just show you the script from my bag. That's right. That's right. Um, that's right. How epic would that be? Do either of you Listen. have ambitions to write? No. Oh. Yes. When you're lo- when a when a young writer comes up mm-hmm. to you and says, "Hey, will you take a look?" What are you looking for? Uh, when they come to you with oh. a script or a project or a package or whatever, what is that? What is that thing that you're looking for? I, my thing first is craft, mm-hmm. um, because it is a craft, yes. and th- I've read really kind of like amazing, ambitious voices. But if I can't see a movie or story or structure in this, it's hard sure. for me to get to the voice. And then it's voice, yes. and then I'm like, you know, I I've been saying this for longer than I've had any business giving people advice, but like, don't write the reactionary thing. Mm-hmm. Don't write right. the like, oh, it seems like this is selling or it seems like there's a lot of TVs like this. Let me write one of those. Write the thing that is true and honest to yourself. It That's will right. always be better. Yeah. That's it, right. Every single time it will be better than the kind of work for hire script. Yeah. Right. So particularly with young writers, I'm like, you just have to write your own experience, your own voice and what feels natural. Cameron, what are you looking for when you... Well, no, I I think I'd echo what Alana was saying. I think authenticity mm-hmm. goes a really long mm-hmm. way when you're writing from a place of knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think that speaks through the page. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. when is it time to be um, a dick? Right. Like, I, I'm just curious. Like, do you feel that you have the freedom to be mean? My, my experience in the industry has, like, mm-hmm. you can't be... Being kind is not the same as being nice. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. And, that's right. And that's sometimes right. you that's can't right. to say the truth to somebody mm-hmm. in a direct way. Maybe doesn't feel nice. And mm-hmm. I was not taught to not be nice. That's right. That's right. I yeah. was taught to be nice. Yeah, all the time. And mm-hmm. so a lot of my experience in the industry has been like sort of learning to be kind instead of nice, which is huh. to be honest, huh. but to maybe not you know 
waste wow. the next couple weeks going back and forth when I could have yeah. just told you straight wow. up. Wow. Huh. Right? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like, no, I, I get that. I feel like yeah. it's a thing that our white counterparts mm. in this industry are, it, it's modeled for them very early. That's that right. You can do That's that. Right. Sure. And I, and I think for me, like, yeah. it was not modeled mm. that a person like me could yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, I, I think we have, like, to your point about fear, there's a lot of fear. And I see this in, I don't know if you're seeing this, because we have, like, a lot of friends who are, you know, and, and colleagues who are in this moment, present company included, where your career is, like, yeah. feels like it's at a tipping point or it's evolving in a really, like, profound and exciting and wonderful way. And I find it interesting that a lot of people seem to react, like, they, they're scared by that. Yeah. And it's this, like... Mm-hmm. working yourself to death mm-hmm. not taking a break and I, to me there's a there's a speculation that people are afraid it's going to go away mm. so if you don't like seize this moment it, it won't last now yeah. part of that is true because hollywood is cyclical yeah. as hell and mm-hmm. you know most people get like a good run and yeah. you hope to make enough money and invest wisely so that you can live the rest of yeah. your life happily yeah. but like i think that that fear of saying what you mean or mm-hmm. potentially offending somebody or getting mm-hmm. into conflict is also because like a lot of us feel like even in success it's fleeting yeah. and that like if something changes or you say something or say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or you have one failure yeah. that your career ends right. versus you know I think I think what your the other other people that don't have that, what they were also modeled is that you can fail and you can mm. fail repeatedly. Like yeah. every single studio head right now, every single CEO wow. of a company has had massive, profound, lost billions of dollars yeah. level failure. Right. And they don't, they don't, like they're not like, oh, we can't be the CEO mm. of your right. other company. Right. We, but is that, you, you know? think it's the same for black women though? Like if a black woman is behind a massive failure at a company, no. are they? It's different we rules. Well, we essentially, right? I mean, I would say, I would say yes. At, the, at least that's my, I, I'm in the category of I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah. Well, no, I, at the I'm risk scared. of like, like, you know, potentially offending Queen Oprah, like, mm. oh, right. you know, Oprah's no, on that's failure. true. That's, that's absolutely true. You know, true. and, and like, and, true. and like getting owned off the ground as a network no, hasn't been, true. like, that was an instant that success. Was and that easy. was after coming off of 20 years of not that's failing right. at anything. And she, and she moved through that, I felt. From a distance, I don't yeah. know Oprah, but yeah. I, you know she moves through that by being open about, yeah, it, and 100%. not pretending yeah. as if 100%. something I, is I working like that admire wasn't. Admire her transparency of yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do too, so much. I really yeah. do too, because Absolutely. I don't think that many of us have like an opportunity to be that transparent. Mm-hmm. Right, that's it. Right. About that's our it. progress and our growth and our ascension. That's right. It. Essentially, now I'm going to have a. Listen, here's a, I think part of the fun about this podcast is when black folks get together and we have a Just Us conversation. Yes, just that us. a few people just may Just Us be, that's like recorded. Yeah, and like, <laughs> a few people may be listening in on. I don't know. Who knows? But one of those things that I feel like we never really talk about publicly and we're not going to mm-hmm. mention anybody or whatever. Right. But just we sort of, I, I do feel like there is a trauma to mm. this experience that we all have, which mm. is we are in a white space. Mm. There's no bones about it, okay? We are in a white, domi- male, white dominated mm-hmm. space, even with all the you know talk of diversity and mm. all this kind of stuff. I think you even said in an interview mm. that you were worried about us being a trend or something. Right, Alana? Okay, first of all, let's yeah. not misquote. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't no, no, no. I, I actually said the opposite. The, the woman asked if, if I felt like this moment was a trend. And I mm. said, you know, again, like Hollywood is cyclical. 
it might be. You know, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know mm-hmm. that like and, and by that I don't mean that the artist or the work is mm-hmm. going to decrease. I just mean that that the people that have now all of a sudden seen the commercial value in people sure. of color and mm-hmm. queer people and women. Mm-hmm. Um That's right. if if something were to change where they did not see that commercial value anymore, mm-hmm. we wouldn't feel the energy that we feel now. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the work isn't going to stop. Right. And I think they can't stop now. I mean, it won't. It won't. It won't. I mean, it, it never did. I mean, we've created yeah. art in far more adverse, you know, difficult sure. times right. than right now, right. you know? And right. so, so we are still in a, in a, predominantly white male space and and by the way that probably won't change soon you know but it doesn't it doesn't matter because we're we're embracing our agency within that we are collaborating with each other Mm -hmm. and we are creating in spite of and you know this idea of building both i'm obsessed with both building building legacy but also building opportunity And I think that's really the responsibility. If you're living in this moment right now, it's not to put yourself on. It's to put other people on. Yeah. And that's great. strength in numbers. Yeah. But just you know? to turn things negative again. Please. Um, let's. Let's. And shady, <laughs> which is, I mean, come on. Yeah, there are. Uh, no, but no, I, feel, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And I do feel like yeah. the vast majority of people that I run into, we're all of that spirit. But yes. listen. There is trauma in this space, yeah. Yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. Both towards people of color, mm-hmm. other kinds of minorities. There's mm-hmm. a lot of trauma. And sometimes that trauma comes by way of talented people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes that trauma comes by way of people who are, you know, really high up in mm-hmm. the chain. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that trauma comes by way of a company yeah. dynamic. Yeah, sure. What do you do when you are faced with these people who are sometimes even beloved mm-hmm. by you mm-hmm. right. or uh-huh. spaces or companies or, or you know, uh, listen, I'm trying to be as vague and yeah, specific as possible, right. but you encounter what you know is trauma. Yeah. That's right. This yeah. is someone who has gone through or some people or whatever. They've mm-hmm. gone through some experience that is clearly about the fact that they were the first or the only or whatever yeah, at some point right. in time. But we're all having to work around this trauma. What do you do in those situations? Mm. It's a very, I find, I you know, it's it's sort of, it's not an enviable position. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've, like, there's, I think there's so many too. things I want to tackle yeah. in what yeah. you said, but I think it's about choosing what you give energy to, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. So, That's like, we give energy to the community that I think, you know, Alana right. was talking about, which is nuance, right. where people within this community are saying, okay. hey, I want to make a movie with you. Okay. I want to collaborate with you. What are you doing? I think we all do that very well. And I think if we continue, I think that's also another thing, consistency. Mm-hmm. If we're going to make any sort of lasting change or permeate or tap like change it's gonna take everyone in the morning and the evening every day day. deciding yeah sorry like it's a decision and you know you like i think you know michael being a unicorn and you know like how can more of us more unicorns like us work for more unicorns like this because Mm. we there's more of us Yeah. yeah and i find myself like being a magnet that's yes. And I know That's that, that right. the calling I on my you right, I'm like a magnet of that. You so gather so people. You gather. That's you're real. a unicorn gatherer. I like. Yeah. I and At I, any I, sometimes point, I'm you just have like, what do I? <laughs> I'm like, well, what do I do? Walking but with the, you down the street. That's that's right. It's but true. the calling on my life yes. was to protect artists yeah. mm-hmm. and to covet their stories mm-hmm. and to figure out a way of like 
how do I make this person ascend? That's, That's right. beautiful. That's you know, Amen. so so I think like giving energy to that mm-hmm. on a consistent basis dispels Amen. whatever yeah. sort of like Amen. older That's ideology That's great. and That's like real. archaic thinking. That's real. And it'll just start to fade away because I'm giving energy to this new narrative Amen. Mm-hmm. and this new tribe and like my people. That's great. And then that just transcends. And I have to feel like I have to believe in that. Amen. Okay. Well, listen. We I can leave again. You know what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't take a break. Y'all need, y'all need to sit with that while somebody from KCRW tries to sell you movie tickets or shoes or Casper mattresses. I'm not sure what they're selling this time, but let's take a break and listen to these white people sell us things. Thank you for listening to this KCRW podcast. In case you don't know us, KCRW is public radio in Los Angeles, bringing the best of NPR to Southern California. We're also known for our own brand of bold and innovative programming, evocative storytelling, taste-making music, and audio documentaries that are little movies for your ears. You can join our community to support this show and others, or make a one-time donation just to say thank you. Find out more at kcrw.com join. And we're back. Now, you yeah. guys, Outlier in, mm. in particular, but mm. you and Michael, mm-hmm, essentially, mm-hmm. you were one of the first companies that put together mm. uh, one of these inclusion yeah, writers. Yeah. Um, how is that going? And for those who don't know, what yeah. is that? <laughs> well, so one of the most challenging things, and I'm sure you've experienced this like tenfold working in casting for a big studio, but one of the most frustrating things about being a studio executive was hearing lip service paid to wanting to, quote, increase diversity, and then every single time I, like, wanted to put a black person Mm -hmm. in a movie. I mean, you know, you and I tried to make a movie together in my former company. We did. It was really good. We will. We will. But, like, (laughs) it was, like, like, the tallest mountain to climb, and I was like, I don't know how to crack this. So Mm -hmm. I joined, there's this incredible woman, Stacey Smith, who has an institute at USC at the end that's, Uh, in Annenberg Institute that's just a think tank around diversity in media. And she's been doing this work for years. So this year she started a... um advisory council of people um, who work in entertainment. And I was invited to be on the council. And on our first meeting, this incredible labor attorney, Kalpana, and this amazing woman, Fanchin, were like, oh, yeah, you know, we've we've authored an inclusion writer Mm -hmm. and so and so and so and so. And Michael's agent, Phil, who Cameron knows very well, and I are both both on the council and we were both like wait I'm sorry what what is this yeah. <laughs> and they like, talk about unicorns like really. they were like oh we've created this like document that's a tool that you can use you can like a writer for people that don't know it's just kind of a part of your contract mm-hmm. that you know it can be everything from like I need blue M&M's in my trailer to mm-hmm. like whatever and so you can add this thing to your contract that you know, ask for more inclusivity on any mm-hmm. given project. And so we were super excited about that. And then Michael was really inspired by Frances McDormand's mm-hmm. speech, which also referenced the inclusion yes, writer yeah. at the Oscars. It kind of went viral where yeah. it was like, what's an well, inclusion Well, that was like writer. a joke. Right. Okay, look around, everybody. Look around, ladies and gentlemen, because we all have stories to tell and projects we need finance. Don't talk to us about it at the parties tonight. Invite us into your office in a couple days, or you can come to ours, whichever suits you best, and we'll tell you all about them. 
I have two words to leave with you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Inclusion rider. Long story short, we asked Michael to publicly adopt it for the company and for any projects that we produce. And, you know, he he did his research, but it was a quick yes. And he wanted to support, you know, the work of all these people before him. And it's been going incredibly well. What would you say to the thing that I'm hearing more and more often these days, which is that, you know, the hardest thing to be in Hollywood right now is a white man. What would you say to that comment (laughs) in response to you know, this news about inclusion writers and and being more diverse. What is that platitude? Like, it's like when you're privileged or something, equality feels like oppression or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. That's the response. That's Alana's um, response. Period. <laughs> Whatever that quote is, that's, that's my response. Yeah, I think it's when you're privileged, equality starts to feel like yeah, oppression. Yeah, well, I, I, would, I, would, I would argue there are quite a few white males. <laughs> Second that. Happily employed and yeah. uh, continuing to be hired. I, I don't think we're having issues there. Yeah, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think we need a think tank. I, I'll be, I'll be honest, whatever I'm looking for, a position it's, to be filled. You know, there yeah, are lots of white men that come in. Yes. with so, a resume ready right. to go. That's so, right. you know. They're always right. I mean, it's funny. I've sat with, like, so many, <laughs> like, white actors recently. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, I also am just... I hear from all sides of the industry. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now. That are just like, what do I do? Yeah, mm-hmm. you keep going. You keep auditioning. Like, what's and you the path? Keep getting cast. You know what is things. the? You know because because they're the, like for them for for these people specifically that I've sat with are just kind of like, well, my north star, where is it? You know it. It's, you know it's never. You know so it, it is. A, there's some confusion. Yeah. I love that it. this moment like makes people feel like it's easier to be a person of color. I, it's like the, it's the, it's the craziest yeah, it's so thing. It it's is, so strange. It's like, okay, guys, so, it's so strange. we're going to give y'all two be... more shots <laughs> that's right, per that's year right, that's than right. you previously had. <laughs> that's right. Your odds of getting a job have gone up 1%. That's exactly right. That's exactly then, right. Oh, my God. That's right. The world is fine. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think what? I, that's why I always love about like, people do not know what parody would actually. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. People out to, to see what parity would look yes, like. Right. How many women in the government, down yeah. to how many black people own TV stations, down to how many Asians right. you yeah. see, yeah. you know, in totally. projects. It would freak people out totally. what yeah. parity mm-hmm. actually would mm-hmm. be. That's right. Yeah. It is. Really, we are not really even big, close. Yeah. We're so yeah. far off. <laughs> like We're y'all so are good. So right. Far. right. Exactly. The world It'll is be fine. very interested in white people. <laughs> right. You guys have a lot in you. I'm going to shift very quickly to, you know, we're going to talk about just a little bit about, um, you know, hashtag self-care. Mm. Uh, obviously, Cameron, you and I are both Buddhists, and we we're are. not going to make this religious or <laughs> I anything. Know, I but know. Um, I, I am curious just a little bit about sure. um, how you feel like your faith plays into mm. your work. I, I will preface this by saying that you brought me into Buddhism. and um, Shout um, out to Lena Waid. Shout out to Lena Waid. <laughs> yes, brought a good exit. All universe. three of us, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, and everyone else. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> Else, yes, Lena is like you know, you know well, the center of black. That's Hollywood. right. That's, That's right. right. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I sort of I became a Buddhist yeah. right after you know spending a year trying to get dear white people made and then yeah. losing all my money and it not seeming like it was going to happen. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> so out of that. you know desperation, yeah, essentially. Same. Yeah. But yeah, just curious. Yeah, no, it was the same for that. me. You know, I found Buddha. My uncle has been chanting for. 50 plus years Mm -hmm. so I've been chanting sort of off and on since I was five but same sort of desperate times call for desperate measures Mm -hmm. I was in my early 20s and broke 
and wanted to, you know, somehow find a foothold in this industry and didn't know where I wanted to start and chanted for a job. Mm -hmm. I wanted a creative job. That's kind of where I started. And, you know, this practice is really about embracing earthly desires, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. you don't shed the things that you want. You actually, like, you chant for the things that you want. And so I think if spirituality and Buddhism, it, it, it's all everything. I think being an independent producer is you're an island every day. Mm-hmm. So not only do I have to have I leaned on my practice, I think more than ever, mm. it's been sort of like part of the DNA Yeah. in making sure that like some days it's like, what are my steps today? Yeah. You know, I think people just think you just fall into this and it's very easy but every step of the way i've had to challenge my courage there's Mm. no tutorial that's Mm. right and i think i think buddhism has really been for me an opportunity to challenge the things that have sort of you know allowed me to not step fully into who cameron washington Mm. is meant to be Mm -hmm. and how i'm meant to be expressed so it's been the thing that's allowed me to shed things and gain things. Mm. Yeah, it's it really is about building up or transcending the self right. in order to handle everything that life throws at you. That's right. I think of it as sort of like, I gotta fill up my well. That's right. You mm-hmm. know, and, and Buddhism is one of the things that I go to to fill up that well. And I'm just curious a lot, like, do you, have you found that you need that, like, little space? Whatever that, because yeah. in my opinion, I think it can look like whatever it needs to look That's like right. for you. Because yeah. I have I have Buddhism, but I have my, my morning pages. Yeah. And I have yeah. my yeah. lots of stuff. I have my yeah. little bitching sessions with yeah. Lena. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where it's like, hey, <laughs> let's complain about this amazing That's job right. that yeah. we have That's for right. a good 30 minutes and just <laughs> get it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, is that, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, that's like the re- there was a reason I had to take six months off last year. My well was empty. I was running at a real deficit. I mean, I don't know what to do with this idea of balance. I'm, mm. I've never been good at it and, and have never like really understood how to match an ambition to do a lot of things professionally and just in life with the need to like take care of yourself yeah. in any way. So for me, it's, it's, you know, as I have like no advice to offer. Uh, in fact, if somebody would like to send me an email with <laughs> some, <laughs> some advice, I just want to thank you guys. Surreal. This was a beautifully, oh, beautiful, delicious, wonderful conversation. We love, I love you yeah. so much. Um, I love you guys too. I got to thank my guests, Cameron Washington and Alana Mayo, for sitting down with me today. Our producers, Gina Delvac and Kara Hart. Our production engineers, Stephen Cologne and Chuck Prevateri. Special thanks to Vishnu Vallabhani, head of program. Programming Quinn O'Toole. Chris Bowers created our theme song. This is Don't At Me with Justin Simeon. If you like our show, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please leave a review. Despite the name of the show, I actually want to hear from you. Uh, I'll be back next week with another episode of Don't At Me from the one and only KCRW. 